Process Podcast, episode 494. It's another fantastic Monday. Do we near the end of October? It's a week until uh, Halloween. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. Seven days from today will be Halloween. And it does not feel like it at all. I've got no uh, overall sense of the fact that it's Halloween. I haven't seen a single house decorated. Mm. I haven't seen... I haven't even seen costumes really? in stores. Oh my yeah, god! I haven't seen a single house. I mean, I don't really leave the apartment that much. Say, there's a lot around my house, and a lot around like, is this place in Waterloo? Like, some cows that are just. There's one right by my house, and it's like, I just like it. It looks like if you went to like a Halloween store, bought everything, mm-hmm. and then just dumped it on the lawn. It, like, it doesn't look like oh, there's any. Nice. There's thought to. It. There's no design. There's no like layout thought. You know, it's just like. Every square inch, you just throw design. something in there. Mm. This looks a bit shit, in my opinion. But like, <laughs> it's a bit shit. Some people go fucking wild. I'm like, that's like a lot of disposable income, or like, just like you love Halloween that much for some reason that you want to spend a bunch of money decorating your house for when no one really cares. It's like, especially now, I feel like when we were kids, it was totally different, and that could be just. Because the fact we were kids. that I was, yeah, we were kids <laughs> and I was the average age of the of the children in the community where I grew up. So everyone basically grew up together, and everyone matured at the same time. Mm. So when everyone was not into trick or treating for Halloween, like no one decorated their house because like no one had right. super young kids. And then it changed, like in grade twelve of high school. Um. But yeah, even around here, like there's, I've got a few houses around me. There's, there is a neighborhood mm-hmm. here, but no like, one. Wow. I haven't, not that I've seen, or maybe it's they're there, and I just simply have not paid attention. There's a, that's also a high possibility. <laughs> there's actually there's a guy, um, this house, like on the way I go from my place the back way, uh, to get to the highway every morning. Mm-hmm. There's a house like halfway, and um. This guy's got like this massive skeleton outside, but it looks like it looks legit. Like it's like proportionally accurate skeleton, but it's like 25 feet tall. What? And it looks awesome. It just looks like a giant, but it's like it looks like the texture and everything and the color is like right on. So it's it's weird. It's kind of freaky. I like it. Maybe he used to work at Weta or something like that. He's just some guy. I don't know what he does, but he's got he's got some good money. He's got some nice cars. So mm, that's a good some sort of uh, fabrication or metalwork, something that he's doing. Hmm. But out of his home, I don't know. It seems like it. Then sometimes I'm like, I don't know. He's got like a work truck as well. Hmm. But anyway, whatever he's doing, he's making a decent amount of money. So yeah, he's making good, good money actually. So that's really exciting. I had a moment yesterday. I had a pretty lazy weekend overall. <laughs> And I'm enjoying the lazy weekend. Mm. Um, but th- th- last night, um, we finished watching. We recorded the F1 race, like the ta- like Texas. 
but I, for some reason, had it in my mind that it was on from, that it was like they, for some reason, decided it was going to be a night race. And I was like, no, it's from eight to 10. Like, it's not on now. Mm. And this is like at three in the afternoon when the race was actually on. And Justine's like, I'm pretty sure the race is on. I'm like, no, it's not on till later. Me being an idiot. I read the 24-hour clock as 1,800 mm. hours was like, I read that as eight o'clock because I'm an idiot. Um, so we turned it on halfway through and watched it. And after the race was over, I was sitting on the couch on my phone and uh, uh, went to the Polestar website because I was bored. And I was like, oh, what would my monthly payment be if I wanted a Polestar 3? Disgusting amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts at $99,900. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, there's like a guy I've seen on like um, like YouTube shorts and he breaks down like you'll take like a really expensive car and break down. I don't know if he's like an accountant or something like going through all the costs associated with that car. Mm-hmm. And then basically it comes to an amount where it's like to comfortably and safely like own and run this vehicle. This is how much money you need to make a year. Oh, like an annual salary. And it's like a lot more than you'd think for a lot of cars. And that's why I think people go buy a really nice car and then like they kind of fuck themselves. Oh, yeah. Because they look at the payment. They're like, oh, I could do that, you know, biweekly or monthly, whatever. I can do that. And then it's a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching one. He was like, oh, like a brand new like Porsche 911. And it wasn't even like the top model. It's just like a 911. Or actually, no, it's probably like 911 Turbo S. So, yeah, it's probably top, but it's like a hundred and I don't know, it's probably like a hundred and seven hundred and eighty thousand vehicle dollar vehicle or something like that. Crap, or close to it. It's a hundred and say a hundred and fifty plus vehicle. And he's going through, and it's like at one point he's breaking it down. It's like, oh, it's this much a month. And you're like, huh, someone with like a half decent job could do that. Yeah, yeah. And then he starts, you know service costs and insurance mm. and like gas and like everything and then like basically it's the end of the video where he's like to safely buy and operate this vehicle to safely own it you need to be making like half a million a year oh my god and that's where you're like oh okay yeah because like that wouldn't be like all you spend your money on is just your car right so yeah you've got groceries you've got yeah. other insurance you've got a life you yeah, have kids. So it throws you off because you're like, oh, like you see the monthly or whatever the payments. You're like, I could actually like maybe do that, and then, and then yeah. you realize like, ah, oh, that'd be like everything you have. Mm-hmm. And then if something went wrong, you had to service it. Like you'd be screwed. You'd oh, have yeah, to sell it, 100%. right? So, and that's what I keep reminding myself. I always think about, okay, I I love the car that I have, but if I wanted to change it for, if I wanted to sell it, basically make I'd be making my money back. And then you'd try something different. Could I do this? Could I do that? And I think a lot of it is simply wanting, I think most of it is wanting the optics of that car in and of itself. And then inevitably knowing that that's going to fade. Yeah. But I'm happy with, with mine as it is. And it's affordable. Yeah. Some people are like really, you know, it seems like if to me, it gives off vibes either like really, you know, you've got too much money or you're just an idiot. 
for people yeah, who like switch wild. like get new cars like every year or two oh yeah i'm like either yeah, you're an idiot or like you've just got too much money like yeah you know to be like i think it's it's like when people get like the new iphone every year and you're like why there's no need and again it. now it's like i'm at the point of life like even me it's like i yeah technically i could i could do that mm-hmm. but i'm like why the fuck would you want to like i'm why maybe it's just how i am i i like i like older stuff anyways but mm-hmm. you know and maybe it's different for me it's like i'm sure if like i didn't have the porsche and everything and i just wanted a new car i'm yeah i'm sure after like a two years i'd be like i want something different yeah, buy yourself Maybe. a buy yourself a Mazda or, or yeah, a Subaru like want something, something different. But then I'm like, I'm lucky where I've got the Porsche. Where I'm like, I don't give a shit about the other car I drive. It needs to be as cheap it? on gas, cheap to run, cheap to fix. Yeah. You know, whatever, easy to drive, like pile of shit. Because I got that, because <laughs> I got the Porsche, so I don't care about the other thing. You know. Yeah, that's that's also. I don't true. care if it's like 15 years old or whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. That's just me. And that's fair. And I think I enjoy I enjoy the comfort and the security feeling that I have in in my car. And I am content to pay whatever I have to pay for it. I think I always just I don't know. I think you always want like something that's out of your reach as well. Yeah, like you, you always want the thing can't you have. can't really have. So Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, oh, if I decided to retire at some point in my life and wanted to splurge on a vehicle, which I genuinely don't think I would, but in the universe where I did, you never know. What would I what would I do? What would I get? I have no idea. I think it's one of those things that you've asked yourself like why why you want the thing that you can't have. Yeah, why do you want it? And so that it's it changes how other people will perceive you. That's probably yeah, one of the top I- three factors. That like, kind of... Dylan, why do you really want a, a BMW X6? <laughs> is it for the large amount of storage capacity that it has? Oh, dude, it's got fuck all storage capacity. Yeah, and that's the you'd funny have part, like the same like bus, same trunk space as you would in like a Civic. For the sake of it, and just because I'm curious, I want to see what this is actually. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but the X5 and the X6 is like the back is not as big as you think. I mean. Technically, I think you could fold down the seats, but you know, any SUV you can fucking do that. Any SUV you can do. But that. I don't think the trunk it's got space that like is really that long, weird back trunk, right? Well, so, they're like tall but sh- but short. Like the the to, mm-hmm. to make it look sporty, right? Like the the shape of the roof like uh, dives down really quickly. So if you're sitting in the back and you're tall, you're you're fucking hunched over. Yeah, you're not sitting. It's like the Evoke, right? The car. Range Rover Evoke. It's like, it's an SUV. Yeah. It's tiny though. Like it, you can't imagine a full size human sitting in the back. Yeah, no. So say trunk this, space. um, for an X6, be something yeah, in liters so probably. With seat area, yeah. This both of these numbers include seat area, so the X6 is 1530 liters of storage okay the honda civic this is the same for the type r and the hatchback is 1308 so you have a difference of 200 liters and about ninety five thousand dollars that's 
give or take. Um, I'm looking up a Civic right now. Weird. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's going to give me a cubic feet, isn't it? Cubic feet. Okay, hold on. Now I have to look up cubic feet to liters. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, it, okay, so it is a lot less, but whatever. <laughs> but, but still, but still, for the, like the comparison of it, 1,500 to 1,300. Like it's still just like to... yeah, that's an expensive vehicle. You don't want an X six. No. As soon as like, as soon as you start having problems with that car, it's gonna be a money pit. And they're like yeah. fuck off expensive, anyways. Yeah. There's like, an X six starting at like probably seventy or something like that. Oh no, way off there. Much higher. Uh, ninety yes. something. Actually, actually no, I was I'm incorrect there. It's eighty five. Still, that starts insane. Still, still, that's insane. That's you know insane. the controversial, the XM, the one that everyone, yeah, rightly so hates. The electric one. I I think don't totally understand why. I don't understand many things with the car, but it's got a two hundred and twenty dollar price tag, two hundred twenty thousand dollar price tag. Yeah, I think we're talking about this at work. I, I think like John Luke was showing me, and I was like, "No fucking way! It's that expensive. Like, why? Almost a quarter of a mil starting. It's like, mm-hmm. what about it is that special? Nothing. Nothing's no. that special. I, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't fathom it. I've got no. I've got no like. I've got no response to that whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to what we were just talking about, um, like figuring out why you want that thing that you can't have. Mm-hmm. I feel like that touched on something that's been on my mind lately of like uh, listening to a lot of, you know, Ash Thorpe, my hero. Um, nice. Good. Glad to hear that. And it's like, I ask myself, you know, it's kind of the same reason that after the end of fourth round, I ask myself like, oh, why did I want to go into like car design? Yeah. And why it's like, I like that? the idea of it mm-hmm. more than probably what I would ask. Then I'd actually enjoy it. Yep. And that's kind of like with that, right? Like sometimes I think like I still see people sketching really gnarly cars and I'm like, you know, why do I want to get to the point? Why do I want to get to that level? Mm-hmm. Like, do I actually want to get to that level? Because I want to, and I want to be that good. And I want to have a career in that. And I want to, that's what I want my skills to be and what people to know me for. That's what I want to get work for. Or do I want to be that good so I can show off and people can, I can finally post a sketch, a sketch on Instagram and people will be like, holy shit, wow, you're amazing. Oh, wow, how did you do that? And it's that? probably yeah. the latter, most, more so. Oh, I mean, I sometimes, right? Same There's a part thing. of me, I'm like, I, I just want to have the ability to like think of a car or see a car and sketch it, mm-hmm. you know, freehand and look at it and be like, that's rad. That, that's, that's basically where I want my skills to be. Fair. That's understandable. You know, I don't care about putting on Instagram having people fucking lose their balls over it. Like, I don't, I don't care. Lose it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Ego boost, but like, oh yeah. Other than an ego boost, it's it has no value to me. Yeah. Once you leave that scenario, there's that doesn't come with you. Yeah, and that's why I was like, again with Ash Thorpe, I'm just like, man, 
he's like designing cars without having to be like a car designer without sketching cars and like mm-hmm. without having to deal with fucking studio politics mm-hmm. and i'm like okay if i want to do stuff with cars is it you know is sketching as cars so important to me because i that's why i want to be doing and that's why i need to be sure i'm telling myself i should be doing it or is it more of like more of a hobby like i just want to do for myself mm. that's hard and so it's like if it's for myself i've got lots of time to do it and i don't want to rush it then i don't need to like make myself feel guilty for not doing it over yeah. something else no yeah you know I don't know, there's a bit of like a uh, mindset, you know, that I, I've been thinking I, about recently. I, you know I what I mean? Like, totally agree. Because it's like, a, it's like I've talked about many times, right? Is I make a list on like, you know, things to do and it's things to work on. And it helps you sometimes because if I'm like, oh, I don't want to work on I look at it. I'm like, let me just pick one thing. And then, you know, I might be on there all night or I might be, you know, switching between things. But at least I like started with something, right? Um and I keep on making myself feel guilty for not like sketching cars and doing this and this. Um, and I have been, but it's like not as much as I want to. And then I'm like, why do I want to though? Yeah. Is the reason why I'm not doing it because I'm not being honest with myself, like with the reason why I'm telling myself I want to do it. Oh, I see. You know, mm. and it's like, well, if I don't want my career to be sketching cars, which it won't be really unless i went into car design which i don't think i actually want to um yeah. i'm not the traditionals in not in the, tra- in the traditional sense anyways or it's me selling sketches of cars which i don't think i want to do not yet anyways not at this moment not yet yeah so for me sketching cars is just a hobby thing for myself where i'm like I just want to be able to do it well to be proud of myself because it's something I've always wanted to be good at. But so I can look at a car, think of a car, sketch it, and sketch something rad for me to like show other people and just to be happy with it. To be like, oh, I actually did that. It's fun. And because we enjoy it. You know, I, yeah, I look at Sanguine Six stuff and I'm like, I want to be able to sketch like that and render like that because not because I want a career doing that like, specific thing, but because that makes me happy. And it would really be an awesome dopamine rush for me to like do that myself on a page and stand back and be like, holy shit, I just did that. I you did know? that. Yeah. But being honest with myself, that's the reason why I want to be sketching and rendering cars. Yeah. But because of that, I've got so much time then. There's no rush for me to do that. No, you've got infinite time. And so I shouldn't be guilting myself for not doing it because I'm like, well, technically, if if there's other stuff that is aligned with what I want to do more as a career, at least for now, then that does have priority. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're just rushing towards the, to right? uh, I fuck that up hard. Otherwise you're just, you are just rushing towards death. Yeah. Which is very stoic. And, yeah. But also stoic. true at the same time. Yeah. This is rattling around my brain recently, you know, hmm. that's interesting. Interesting that that, is something that rattles around your brain. Not that I'm surprised that that is something, not that I'm surprised that stuff rattles around your brain. 
but that it's that specifically. Yeah. Like that, I just, I just really enjoy that. Like listening to a lot of Dash Lord just talk about, you know, what he does and why he does it over and over again. Lots of times to other people, it's just really nice to get this. It's, it's more of like, it's like a safety net feeling. Like it's a, it's a warm hug feeling Yeah. where it's like, you know, he ended up doing what he loves doing, what he wanted to do on a completely different path to what most people would say, oh, you want to do this as a career? Well, this is how you do it. Yeah. And he's like, I like cars. I'm just going to design cars. Well, you know, I'm not going to go to school for sketching and try and get a studio job sketching and all that shit. I'm going to just learn how to like 3D model them and I just make my own cars. And then I get to show it to people and like people get excited. And the next, you know, it's led to some of his biggest jobs <laughs> in his career. Yeah. And the some of the most fun in his career. From really like true. him just being like, this is fun for me and let me do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out how to do it. Yeah, you really don't <laughs> need to follow like the path that's been set out yeah. by people before you all the time yeah no you can exactly do, you can do your own thing and looking like taking that into account when i look back on stuff that i was interested in as a kid whether it was books or not really tv shows or movies per se <laughs> like books specifically because i read a lot more as a kid but also the stuff that i was interested in were the people were those people that didn't necessarily take a traditional route to get somewhere and they did it either on their own accord or when people said that they couldn't do it because Mm -hmm. like odds are against you or you're too young or you don't have this experience and stuff like that and i think like i read the aragon books as a kid and that (laughs) guy wrote them like from being homeschooled as a teenager and got it published and for me, as a kid, I was reading that and hearing that story. I was like, well, if he could do that, that means I can do it. Mm-hmm. And then that got me on the whole sprint of trying to do that. Um, but I think when that sensibility is instilled in you, it goes a long way and probably never leaves. You know, yeah. Like I wanted, I wanted shirts that told a story of my travel in the Otways. Not, no one's going to make that for me. I'm able to make that myself, mm-hmm. which obviously helps having like the background and stuff that we have and being able to understand software and how a thing gets made. That all helps. But even without that, would have found a way to do it anyways, even if it was me writing everything by hand on a T-shirt and like fabric marker. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have turned out very good, but it still would have gotten done. You know, and maybe a few years later, something else would come to fruition from that. Yeah, I don't know where that rant started, but yeah, me neither. But I liked it. I fucked with it. It's nice. And yeah, it is, and it's. I think it's it's finding stuff that you're interested in, and it's it's a common trope, but it's finding something you're interested in. And I think Pete, like Seb's, probably a good example of this, because Seb's interested in a lot of stuff, but he doesn't necessarily know what he's interested in most. He kind of like 
bops around between say furniture or car design or this that and the other right and it's good to have a lot of interests and i think in around third year i also had a lot of interests wanted to get a job as a bike designer and then wanted to get a job as a shoe designer and then this and that and it just continues to snowball and you've got a million things running around in your head and you you focus on those because they're like the bright shiny things that most people know and most people are aware of and there could be something that's in the back of your head that you're like i really want to do that but you're not expressing or vocalizing that because it's not a uh, traditional thing or not a common thing or a well-known thing like i am content and enjoy creating either graphics or pieces of artwork that tell my travel stories in nature. I enjoy that. I did that with these shirts and I'm doing that with the Kangasaur hoodie crew neck thing. I'm able to take different things that I enjoy and do something with it. But that's not like, that's not a traditionalist thing. Like you can't go down a scroll down a list of, cool things I could be interested in and like graphic story, like graphical storytelling, graphic travel storytelling is not necessarily on that list. You know, it might be like, I don't even know, hmm. but I think it's finding something that is, cause that is a thing to loop back to the previous rant. That is a thing that is off a beaten path and off the, off the main trajectory of, where you go in life and the standard run of the mill type things. And I think if you can find that and keep a hold of it, then that's, that's an important thing. And I think, I think I'm starting to realize that, that this specific interest that I have in doing those specific things is unique. And it's also like hyper personal to myself mm. because I was the one that had that experience. No one else did. And the way that I am drawing it, and illustrating it is sharing that story with other people, um, which is pretty cool. And other people do it in similar or different ways. I'm just doing it in my way. You got to do the thing that you're interested in in your way. Yep. Most well, the one thing that sets you apart, right? Exactly. In portfolio, it's how you think and how you solve something. That's what no one else in the world is going to match you on no everything else is gonna be someone just as good if not better but how you think how you solve something that's all that's all that's unique to that's, you that is right ultra specific and hyper unique to you exactly yeah i dig it speaking oh, yeah. of which i will have an update on the uh kangasaur hoodie by the end of the week for mm -hmm. for friday's epi episode so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah. I've got a game plan in my head, so it's going to be a good time. And uh, yeah, I think that'll, that'll wrap us up for, for today's episode, Zach Watson. So uh, if you want to send us an email, you can send that to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com or hi at bigdesigncompany.com. We also have a website, www.bigdesigncompany.com and Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast fantastic ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening we will see you on friday peace the pro